we welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We host multiple opportunities to learn more about the Arabian horse, and we share the breed for horse lovers of all ages. We Love Arabian Horses is sponsored by Markel, the insurance company with Horse Sense. To learn more about the We Love Arabian Horses Foundation, please visit our website at welovearabianhorses.com. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Costell with the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. And today we're thrilled to have Fabio Amarazino here with us. Fabio, hello. Hi, Paul. How are you? Very I'm nice doing... talking to you. Yes, sir. I'm doing well. You're from Brazil, correct? Yes, I'm a Brazilian that comes to the U.S. on a monthly basis. Well, I know that you're in the U.S. right now. In fact, you're in New York City doing this podcast, so thanks much for your time. It's a pleasure. Very nice talking to you as usual. We um, always start with our guests with the first question is, where did you find your passion for horses or Arabian horses? Well, Paul, that- in my case, it was uh, love at first sight. My mother used to tell me that uh, when I was a baby, very, very young, she would put me on the floor and I would crawl towards the horse. So it was something beyond my control. I'm one, one of these uh, crazy ones that I wake up at night, in the middle of the night, thinking about horses, which mare am I going to breed to the other horse and so on. So it is something that, um, it's a passion. It's a passion and uh, it does a lot of good to my wife, my life and everything. That's fantastic. Well, where did you start having horses on your own you know, uh, through your childhood years and, and kind of get to Arabians? I started with a, a no-breed horse because on the good old days, it was almost impossible in Brazil to get an Arabian horse. They were very, very, very expensive, okay? So um, when I was very young, uh, even when I was an intern at Citibank, I would not go out as a young boy would like to go to save some money to pay for the monthly statement of my mare that would stay in a friend of mine's farm. So at the beginning, I used to buy a thoroughbred mares that were cheap in Brazil and breed them to Arabian stallions to do the Anglo-Arabians. When I, you know, continued a bit in my financial markets banking career, I managed to buy my first Arabian mare, which was on 1993, if I'm not mistaken. Before that, I've been breeding horses since uh, the 80s, but uh, non bred, mixed breads, whatever breads, given the value that the Arabian horses were in Brazil, Paul. So tell me quickly about you being a businessman. I know you work for a big bank or a financial institution out of Brazil. Yes, I'm the CEO of uh, one of the largest financial conglomerates in Brazil. Um, I'm responsible for the investment bank, uh, consumer finance business and insurance company. And I'm a board member of another bank in the U.S., which I come on a monthly basis. Well, that certainly keeps you busy. And as you wanted to get more into Arabians, you just balanced your career with your interest in having horses and having a farm, right? Right. This is my, I'll say that's where I recharge my batteries, Paul. So this is a, a family venue nowadays. Uh, all, I have three boys. All my sons are also in love with horses and my wife as well. So uh, this is our point, center point for the family. So dinner time is horse, uh, lunch time is horse. Whenever we get together is to talk about horses, which is, uh, I, I feel flattered about it, to be honest Fantastic. with you. How long have you and the family had this particular farm that you're on now? Um, t- 25 years. Actually, my, my, my oldest boy was born, and he's 24 nowadays. And the first, uh, let's say, the first good, good Arabian mare we bred was a filly called Nuke. Nuke is the brand, it's an European brand of uh, pacifiers. 
And since my boy was very young, I called the first Philly Luke Cirondella, okay? <laughs> well, how many horses do you have at your property now? Um, 75. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you've had your wife and you have two boys? Three boys, three boys. And all three are very involved in, they're following in their dad's footsteps. Oh yeah, let me tell you, today we had some uh, foreign, foreign friends come into Brazil and the whole family was there at the farm to host them and to show a horse. So it, nowadays it's not nothing that is mine. It's a family thing, Paul, That's which is much better. Much well, better. Do you breed a particular line of horse or you've had some stunning wins there in, in Brazil? What are you doing that is producing these fantastic horses? Well, let me tell you a um, quick story there. Um, there was a point in time where we got uh, fed up of showing horses and there was uh, three to four years ago and we decided only to continue to breed horses, but not, not more showing horses. And last year, uh, my sons came to talk to me and say, listen, we, we do have quite a lot of, you know, nice horses. Why not sending them to the Brazilian nationals? And uh, I, I agreed with them and we decided to send the horses to the nationals. And we were awarded the best breeder and the best exhibitor of last year's Brazilian national and also awarded the 2021 best breeder of Brazil. So we were very happy about it. Yes, and the, when you ask me about the lines that we use, um, at, at the beginning, the very, very, I would say, the strongest influence we had in our breeding program was through Ali Jamal, okay, in Brazil, as you can imagine, okay? Sure. But from that on, we decided to mix it to, uh, you know, towards a Padron Psyche blood, uh, WH Justice, um, QR Mark, Gazal or Shakab, Maruana or Shakab, and all, always looking for horses that would call our attention. For instance, once I was judging the Breeders' World Cup in Las Vegas, and there was a colt that was imported to Brazil called Elisha, AAS Elisha. This horse came to Brazil, and we used him on 32 mares, and this is the best influence we got in our breeding program nowadays. The Elisha mares, we call in Portuguese Elisha, but the Elisha mares are of outstanding quality as a produce, you know, brood mares, as a producing a foals. And with that in mind, nowadays we go into the next step, which is bringing back some uh, FA Elsha 1 blood to our breeding program. Okay, Paul. Okay, that's fantastic. So, do you know how many generations of horses that you've bred yet? Yes, uh, we go into the seventh, seventh generation on the dam line, which is our main focus. Okay. And how many babies are you producing average per year? 25. And from those, are you selling some of them? Are you marketing all of them? Are you keeping some of them? How do you decide what you do with each new crop? Well, the, the best decision we ever made to our breeding program was to stop selling because at, at, you know, at the beginning, I, was, I already exported to more than uh, 30 horses to a lot of places uh, from, you know, if you go to Europe, if you go to the US, uh, South America, if you go to South Africa, go to Dubai, go to Qatar, go to Australia, you can find horses from my breeding program anywhere. But the thing is that the best decision we ever taken was to stop selling the best we, we breed. And with that in mind, uh, that was the main takeoff of our breeding, breeding program. So nowadays, um, the ones that we don't like, we discard them when they win. And that's roughly, 50% of it, okay? And I tend to be very, very 
critical as a judge. And after that, we keep monitoring them and we sell some of them and the, the very, very best ones we keep for a breeding program. That's fantastic. Well, you've mentioned judging a couple of times. How long have you been judging? I've been judging uh, roughly for, I'm not sure here, but I'll say 20 years, 20 About. to 25. Okay. And you've mainly judged in the beginning in Brazil, correct? Yes. At, at a, as a beginner, we judged a lot in Brazil. Um, that's the way it is in Brazil. And then I started to be invited, but very soon, to be honest with you, to judge abroad. So I went to Uruguay, to Argentina, uh, to the U.S., to Europe, uh, some places, Aachen in Germany, uh, South Africa, going to Qatar, and it keeps going. I'm one. Of, I think I'm the only Brazilian to ever have ever judged the U.S. Nationals. Okay. Well, I remember you judged that, and then you've judged the World Cup a couple of times, and I just judged three times. Three, three times. times, right? And then you and I just judged it this year, which is 2022. That yes, was a sir. fantastic show. What are you? Do you have any highlights of judging that you like to share stories with people? Yeah. Actually, if I could back up, one, one point would be that um, why am I a judge? I just decided to be a judge to be a better breeder. That's something that is very strong for myself, okay? I, I'm, when you, when, if you think, ever think about myself, I'm a breeder. I'm not an exhibitor. I don't like to show horses. I like to breed the best I can afford to breed. So uh, being a judge was uh, one, one of the things that uh, helped me the most. And main highlights uh, that we, you know, in my judging career. Uh, one, I was uh, flattered to have ever been invited to judge a U.S. national in, in the U.S. was something that was very nice for me. And I'm never going to forget it. I liked a lot the Breeders' World Cup and having judged that three times was pretty nice. But um, the best highlight I could ever tell you is that uh, the friendships we can do while we judge the side conversations we have while having dinner, breakfast, or lunch, uh, they can be of very high quality. So with that in mind, it goes beyond judging the horse. So uh, this is something I like a lot. It's the relationships. Yes, it is. Well, and one thing I like when I'm judging with people is, you know, hearing other people's opinions about why they did X, Y, or Z. And it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's, it's about seeing how you saw it and learning from each one of those side conversations that you mentioned, it, it can be so intriguing and add new perspective and education in, in every conversation. One thing we should, at, at least I think in myself, we should learn is that we should agree to disagree. And when you depart from this point, it helps a lot because different perspectives can also uh, enchant and can also help your way, your perspective of looking into horses. So every time I go out to judge a show, I come back home better, a better judge, a better breeder, because I learned something. I, I try to learn whenever I leave. Okay. Well, and I think you have that perspective as a breeder that gives you a different perspective than people who have mainly been performance horse and they judge breeding horses too, which they're very good at that but it's a different perspective. And the blend of that with some of these multi-judge panels that we work on, I think it produces a better result in the terms of the end answer of who wins. Well, that's for sure. One thing to keep in mind is the importance of focusing on the best horse in front of you. And this is the horse that you should have your main and full you know, faith that that's the best horse, the horse that should win. We should be unbiased. We should be looking to the horse on a very, very neutral perspective. And um, by the way, and now in uh, the Breeders' World Cup, I liked a lot of panel. I think it was pretty neat and clean. Okay. 
Well, and that show, just to comment on it for a moment, it was, it is such a stunning show with the way they present the show on the polo field and all those beautiful prizes that are some of the best I've seen in the world. And Carol Nirenberg and all of her trophies that she makes, all those bronzes. I mean, the show is just world-class. Um, I hope it continues to grow over time. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking about sending horses to the U.S. just to show on the Breeders' Cup. Um, the show that marked me the most was the Katara that I judged last February. It was something also very nice. And the Breeders' World Cup, actually, the board of the Breeders' World Cup is uh, formed by a very nice group of people. The objective behind it is quite nice for my taste, okay? I, I appreciate it. Well, I think that um, it's an important um, event in our world, and I'm glad that they put so much effort into making it be a stunning show, and I'm glad that you and I had a chance to meet there. It, it was a wonderful judging with you. Yeah, my kids was the same. I was an honor to judge with you. Well, Fabio, thank you so much. Do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to impart to our listeners? Well, I'd like to cover one second of um, our vision of uh, breeding, breeding future, okay? If we think about it, the conditions for breeding um, are tough. We are on a high inflation world, and um, I don't want to get into the financial side of it. But uh, when we think about breeding, why breed an Arabian horse? For the passion of it and trying to seek the very, very best horse according to the, you know, the very main lines of an Arabian horse. In our case, we want to have a, a horse that is very squared with a nice body that we miss in our breed. We have a very soft backs in the, in the breed. Uh, we want to have a very well-proportioned horse with a huge eyes, a lot of attitude, and uh, call me attention to be one, one of them. So uh, looking forward, I, I dream about the babies we breeding here. And every night I keep, you know, just uh, praying to have, you know, to breed the very next level one. We're going to our seventh, seventh generation and we never were more enthusiastic than nowadays. So I, I welcome everybody to come in and this is something that's a way of living. Thank you. No, that's fantastic. And I appreciate that advice on the breeding direction. Hey, Fabio, if people want to reach out to you, what is the best email for them to reach you? Well, they can find me. Well, the email is fa dot my last name, A-M-O-R-O-S-I-E no at gmail.com but they can also find ourselves on instagram and also on facebook which is haras h-a-r-a-s serondela altogether s-e-r-o-n-d-e-l-l-a if you if you type it you're going to find our breeding program on instagram and also on the on facebook if anyone wants to reach out to we love arabian horses our email address is hello at welovearabianhorses.com. And thank you, Fabio, again for your time. We greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. And I hope to see you soon, Paul. Thanks again for listening today and watch for our upcoming podcasts. We Love Arabian Horses is an ambassador community that promotes Arabian horses with fellow horse lovers globally. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe to We Love Arabian Horses on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. To share ideas for topics and guests with us, and to learn more about sponsorship opportunities, send us an email to hello at welovearabianhorses.com.